Well, greetings and salutations, Elseworld citizens. Welcome back to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. I am your host, TJ Aquilina, and this is the show that where we bring you obscure comic books, comic book news, Elseworld stories, and unique one-shot comics that you can pick up and enjoy without having to worry about collecting back issues or future issues. You can just appreciate comics for what they are, a piece of art, an incredible storytelling element, and be able to do it with an open mind and, as I like to call it, an Elseworld state of mind. And today we have a jam-packed episode for you, two really great comics that are being released as of the recording of this podcast, we have Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo's Teen Titans Raven, and we have Dark Horse Comics' uh, Aubrey Citizen's No One Left to Fight, a swan song to the late Dragon Ball stories, reimagined and kind of spun into a new telling in this obscure sci-fi world. It is a great day, guys. I hope you guys are having a great day. 4th of July week. If you are looking for comics, these are two that I highly recommend. Uh, but first, let's uh, let's do a quick rewind. We did not have a Monday edition, and the reason being was because I knew I was going to be talking a lot about comics for this episode, and I wanted to make sure that when this drops tonight, I wanted to make sure that you guys had the chance to go out uh, read comics and then come back and we can talk and enjoy these comics together. So first things first, let's talk a little bit about No One Left to Fight. This is, um, as, uh, as I said, it's, it's a bit of a swan song to, to Dragon Ball stories. Um, so let's read the description here. It says, they've saved the planet countless times, but what happens after the final battle has been won? Creators Aubrey Sitterson who you know from the comic book story of professional wrestling and G.I. Joe, and Fico Osio, who is known for Spider-Man and Revolution, take inspiration from the legendary Dragon Ball to tell a story of regret, resentment, and growing older, one that asks, what does a fighter do when there's no one left to fight? For fans of Dragon Ball and other fighting manga. And boy, is it a great one. I just... The artwork itself is absolutely incredible. If you're looking for a fireworks-filled comic for your 4th of July, this is the one for you. The character designs are fantastic. They're an amazing amalgamation of Tekken and Street Fighter characters blended with the incredible, like, high-intensity neon colors that you would find in something like a Dragon Ball. It's absolutely so much fun to read a ton of action on every page. This is your my firework. This is my fire firework special comic, I would say. If you're looking for something that's really gonna pop off the page, this is the one to talk about. Um, I I'm very invested in the story already. There's technically two issues that are about to be published. So we have this one that drops this week. Issue one, excuse me. And we have issue number two that drops in August. Now, uh, I have the digital version, but I am holding back on a physical copy. As those of you who listen to the show know, I like to wait till everything's in a collection form. Because for me, it's about enjoying a story all in one shot. So for me, if I'm testing out a comic, I go digital first. And then if I really love it, I go back and I buy the physical version. So... Uh, this is a really great, fun comic to read. I absolutely love the colors. The colors are just so vibrant. 
it, it, it sometimes it, it gives me eye strain off of a tablet to look at these colors, which is why I'm I'm loving the story so far. And if the story, if it wins me over with the final issue, then I'm totally going to buy it in a physical copy. Now, with that out of the way, let's talk about the big uh, raven in the room, uh, the, the Teen Titans Raven by Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo. Um, this is a comic that I've been talking about, as you guys know, for over a week now, over two weeks, and it's, man, oh man, is it a great story. It's, an ama- once again, another incredible coming-of-age story through uh, the deceased DC Inc. imprint. Uh, it's going to be one of the last few imprints uh, running through this year that we'll see from it. But my God, guys, if you get a chance, find the DC Inc. imprints out at your local comic book shops or bookstores, uh, Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, you name it. Go out there, ask your local bookshop, do you guys have DC Inc. imprints, and buy them. Uh, they are absolutely great storytelling pieces. They're, they're one-shots, they're standalone stories, and now, officially, I think that DC as a publication has found their new way to adapt the Marvel cinematic storytelling technique and bring it into their comic book publishing through Cami Garcia's Teen Titans Raven. There is so much comic book sweatiness in this, and it's so, so subtle that it, it would you'd miss it in an instant. But my goodness, are they really teeing up for a great collaboration in an official Teen Titans publication in which the entire Teen Titans as a whole are featured. But this is chapter one. Teen Titans Raven is the first of many publications that Cami Garcia will be working on. Um, she was pitched the concept of doing Teen Titans, doing all the characters. So we're going to be getting uh, individual uh, comics for both for Raven, and then the next one up is going to be Beast Boy, and then we'll be getting uh, probably Starfire and Robin and Cyborg later down the line. But Raven's been the first publication. What an incredible way to tell this story. Um, Before I get into it, let me read the description for you guys. So it reads, When a tragic accident takes the life of 17-year-old Raven Roth's foster mom, and Raven's memory, she moves to New Orleans to recover and finish her senior year of high school. Starting over isn't easy. Raven remembers everyday stuff like how to solve math equations and make pasta, but she can't remember her favorite song or who she was before the accident. And when impossible things start happening, Raven begins to think it might even be better not to know who she was before. But as she grows closer to her new friends, her foster sister Max, and Tommy Torres, a guy who accepts her for who she is now, Raven has to decide if she's ready to face what bur- what's bur- buried in the past and the darkness building inside her. Um, and once again, you know, New York Times bestseller, Cami Garcia, and a first-time graphic novel artist, Gabriel Piccolo. Gabri- um, Gabriel, excuse me, Gabriel Piccolo. Gabriel has a great story, actually. I've known of Gabriel for years now. He did, you might know him for his Teen Titans fan art that he did uh, years ago. Um, or not yet, at least, at least a year or two ago. And I love them from the get-go. There's, there's, there's a such innocence, simplicity, yet there, he does, he does a great job of creating character profiles and, but still making them subtle. You know, you can easily tell, uh, you know, 
each care who each character is um and one thing i love was that cammy garcia tells it as you know she used his art as reference for when she was pitching and she made it clear that she would only do teen titans raven if they if dc picked up gabriel to do the art so it's just proof that if you're a, an artist out there and you do a ton of fan art for something like dc or marvel keep at it keep creating those do your own original work too but continue to create those fan work because you never know you could have an experience just like gabriel did for teen titans raven and what a great way to get into this work i'm sure he's going to he's doing uh teen titans beast boy as well and i'm sure they're going to have him do all of them it's it's such a great gig for him and i'm so happy that he was able to get that opportunity and i'm so happy to have been able to get one of the first copies of teen titans raven from my local barnes and nobles i've it's a great it's a great story guys without getting too much into spoilers i'll say this the ability to be able to tell a a simplest a, a, a simple teen coming of age story embracing you know embracing you know emotional trauma embracing uh psychological trauma and being able to tell a story fluidly tie in each character tie bring you know introduce characters and then bring them back in later into the stories and make it feel fluid and effortless is is just incredible um and i i love this book i've been loving all the dc ink publications i loved mara tidebreaker i loved uh you know under the moon um a, a catwoman tale i and i love this one i love teen titans raven as well there's there's something and each one is very different. Each one approaches different types of social issues, uh, both current and past. And they do a, just such a great job of being able to appreciate the one book, but then continuing to look forward to the future ones to come. Now, as I said before, there is some Marvel-esque strategies in Teen Titans Raven do you um and i but it but it doesn't hinder the story and it doesn't preface it as the most important thing to pay attention to it's very subtle it's very quick but it means that we're going to be getting a great collection of stories individual sh uh character stories but then a collection that will will you know that'll eclipse into what will be one of the best probably i think team up stories that we've seen come out of dc comics so far um and the next one coming up is going to be harley quinn breaking glass that is scheduled to be released in september so that's the next one that's the next dc inc publication that will be released and that's going to be a fun one because that this is also going to be a retelling of harley quinn because it's harley quinn it's Harley, it's Harleen Quinzel as Harley Quinn, but younger. So, so the approach to the character is going to be coming from a teenage perspective, a YA perspective, rather than being an adult one. So, I'm curious to see how far they take it. That's the one that I've been kind of hesitant on. I've been super looking forward to all three of these so far. The Harley Quinn one, I've been kind of tiptoeing, but I'm still excited. I'm still going to be there. First day, it's out 
to be able to grab a copy at my Barnes and Nobles because I I like supporting supporting bookstores or bookshops, local shops. Um, I I go to my comic book shop place every now and then, but I I um, Barnes and Nobles does a great job of giving getting discounts for a lot of these, so I was really happy to be able to get a copy. So guys, uh, I'm I'm almost to the 13 minutes, so I'm gonna sum up here. I hope you guys have a great 4th of July. If you are interested in picking up a comic that is new and different, No One Left to Fight by Dark Horse Comics, issue number one is out as of today, and Cami Garcia and Gabriel uh, Piccolo's Teen Titans Raven is officially out on all bookshelves today. So if you have the chance to grab one of either comic, They are both fantastic in their own way, both very different. No One Left to Fight is that color-popping, action-filled comic that I know if you're a Dragon Ball fan like me, you will love it. Huge anime influences, huge Tekken and Street Fighter influences, especially in the character designs. So if you're in that kind of zone of comic fan, it's perfect for you. If you're looking for something with a bit more emotion, more character, more development and more world building, Teen Titans Raven is the one for you, especially if you're uh, not as aware of Teen Titans, especially in comics. This is a great one to pick up because you're it's a, a, a specific Raven-focused story. It is absolutely fantastic. Lots of magic, lots of sorcery, it, um, and it's all set within the state of Georgia. So really fun comic, really uh, emotional comic, but it's, it's absolutely worth every penny. So thank you guys again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stick, Stay tuned. We're going to have an episode coming this Friday, and we'll be back to our regular publishing scheduling coming next week, where Monday will feature a Marvel comic as the spotlight, followed by a few other picks that I'll have. Wednesdays, as today is, will always be uh, DC-centric. And then some other indie comic uh, highlights. And then Fridays is independent comic-filled episodes. So I can't wait to talk with you guys more this Friday where we will have a comic book spotlight of Middle West. It's an indie comic. I cannot wait to share it with you guys, but I'm not going to spoil anything for you. So have a great 4th of July. Hope you have some hot dogs or burgers. And make sure... Don't you dare mix up those sauces. There are specific sauces you need to put for your hot dog and for your burger. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. You're just going to have to figure it out for yourself. But there are specific ones. And as always, guys, make sure to have an open mind. And if you aren't interested in any comics this week, if you are going to watch a movie this week, I implore you, find someone with a Netflix password, go to Netflix, and watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It is the quintessential comic book movie of the year. I don't care what anyone else says about, you know, Marvel movies and so forth. Like, what about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man, you know, Far From Home? Great. Support Spider-Man Far From Home. I'm not going to hold you back on that one. It's a great movie as well. But I'm telling you this. If you are looking for a true-to-form comic book movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is the one. It is amazing. It's only $10 on Apple iTunes if you wanted to actually buy the digital copy, or you can watch it on Netflix right now. It's only an hour and 50. It is a great story. It is super fun. And I was able to... And listen, guys. I just... I was 
giddy coming out of the theater when I saw Into the Spider-Verse for the first time. And I'm telling you right here, you will love it too. And as always, have an Elseworlds state of mind, guys, and have a good one. I'll see you back here on Friday. <laughs>